the heart of art, scoping the Brussels Valley for the best artists and bringing them to your radio. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Hector Nino. Hello, good evening everyone, welcome back to the KME Studios. My name is Hector Nino and you're listening to The Heart of Art. Uh, we have two art announcements today and for the first uh, first one we have the Brazos Valley Symphony Orchestra will be hosting ABBA the Concert um, and this will take place Sunday, April 24th from 5 to 7 p.m. at the Rudder Auditorium. And you can get your tickets at the MSC Box Office on the website boxoffice.tamu.edu. And you will not want to miss this. They will be performing their classics such as Mamma Mia, SOS, Dancing Queen, and Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. So I encourage you all to um, go ahead and, and visit this event. Um, but if that is not for you, we also have a couple bands playing at the 101 in downtown Bryan. Um, and Dr. Warren Warren was actually the one that let me know about this. His band, the Bad 455s, will be playing Sunday, April 24th at 8 p.m. at the 101. Um, but the event, uh, with music starts at 4 p.m. So if you are free that day and would like to listen to some good music from some local bands, go ahead and go to the 101 on Sunday at 4 p.m. Um, all right, and now for our show today, we have a very special guest who has traveled a long way to be here. Her name is Pastora Gutierrez Reyes. She is a Mexican uh, Oaxacan weaver, and she's also the co-founder of the Vida Nueva Cooperative, which um, helps underprivileged women. And I did want to give a big thanks to the Bush School of Public Service and Government, and more specifically, um, the Professor Will Brown and the PhD candidate Morgan Dotson. Um, they were the ones who uh, introduced me to Pastora and facilitated uh, her visit here. So thank you all very much. And before we begin, I would like to uh, provide a disclaimer. There are some harsh topics that are discussed during this interview. Some discuss uh, domestic violence. So I would recommend that if there are children listening to please have um, some parental guidance nearby. And yeah, hope you enjoy the show. Hello, good evening everyone, and welcome back to the KMU Studios. My name is Hector Nino, and you're listening to The Heart of Art. Today in the KMU Studios, we have a very special guest. She has traveled a long way to be here, all the way from Oaxaca, Mexico. She is a Oaxacan weaver from Teotitlan del Valle, and she is co-founder of the cooperative Vida Nueva, which um, helps women that are in need and helps artists and women get their uh, work out there to the people of the world and in return get economic benefit from it. So yeah, here we have Pastora Gutierrez Reyes, Hello, good evening. How are you today? Very good. Thank you so much for inviting me to the station. I'm very happy to be here on the radio. I'm glad. Thank you for traveling such a long distance to be here in College Station. I wanted to ask, how has your experience here been like? When did you arrive? 
I got here on Tuesday and it has gone really well. I'm very happy with all the work from the student and the professors. At every event, I'm surprised by how kind everyone is. I appreciate all the love that people have shown for the work of us artisan women. Awesome. Very glad to hear that you have been having a great time in your stay here. What has been what you have most liked about being here? I think the exchange of information as well as the support of the young college students and the conversations that I've had with some business students, I appreciate a lot that they have offered ideas to have more options for promoting our work. And I think it is very important to listen to young people who are studying because a lot of us indigenous women didn't go to school. Some don't even speak Spanish, only the Zapotec language. We're not familiar with this word that is so globalized and modern. Listening to their ideas about how to advance our business or our work gives us a lot of more opportunities that we can implement. No tenemos esa idea de este de este mundo tan globalizado, tan moderno y escuchar eh, sus ideas que tienen para salir adelante con nuestro negocio o con nuestro trabajo, pues nos da muchas oportunidades nuevas que debemos practicar. How great that not only can we learn a lot from you, but you can learn a lot from the students here as well. That's what I'm doing, and it's something that I enjoy because I can bring something, but I can also take some as well. This is an exchange of wisdom. I think that is what is most exciting about this trip. Awesome. Have you traveled to other places in the U.S.? Because I know one of your goals is to spread that message, so I was curious about some of the other places you visited. I'm here representing the whole group. Not all of us have the privilege of traveling. Like I mentioned, some of us only speak the Zapotec language. They don't even speak Spanish. I studied through my elementary school years. I have a little more knowledge to be able to go out or read a certain document that I have to sign. This is something that helps support the organization. Thanks to this, I have been able to travel to different places such as New York. There we visited the United Nations where we presented a document supporting the education of young indigenous women. This is another part of the job in which I am a mediator for indigenous women. No, ese es uno de nuestros trabajos que también soy como una portadora, una mediadora, un enlace para la gente indígena. I wanted to ask a little about your home in Teotitlán del Valle. What does it look like and what is your day-to-day -day routine? Eh, bueno, nuestra vida eh, en nuestra comunidad, pues es una vida, yo digo, muy bonita. Well, our life in our community, I would say, is very nice and calm because our community, not only do we live together, but we also work together. The people in my community are very kind, respectful, hardworking, and educated. I've seen that people here are this way too. People say hi in the streets, saying good morning, good afternoon, or good night, sometimes asking where you are going with a lot of respect. We also conserve our culture, which is something very important to us. We value the family a lot. In my home, for example, there are three generations living together, grandchildren, children, and grandparents. 
it is normal for a house to have three to even four generations living together, which is also represented through our designs and our weaving. My daily routine begins at 7 a.m. by sweeping away the leaves on the patio, watering the plants, then I go to the market, cook a bit, and have some breakfast. After breakfast and cleaning dishes, we start the labor of weaving. We do this for about three hours, then we go back out and gain, then we go back out again to prepare drinking water and some food. After this food, we get right back to our artisan work of weaving, whether that be weaving or spinning thread. There are some days there where we focus on the thread, spinning and dyeing the thread. We have to go and collect plants in the field for this. Sometimes in the morning, we have to go and collect corn from the cultivated fields, or at times, squash or other plants. So our days change a lot. We also have to prepare the soil. We take care of our chickens, our plants. It is common for us to have medicinal plants in our home, as well as plants that provide condiments for our food. This includes parsley or cilantro. Yes, Mexican food has a lot of spices, so I imagine it is a lot of work to cultivate all of the ingredients. Yes, that is something that takes up a lot of our time. Because preparing the breakfast, or rather our lunch, because over there our lunch is usually the biggest meal, and we eat the leftovers for breakfast. It takes a lot of time to kill a chicken, clean it, make a salsa, make a stir-fry with vegetables. Everything we eat there is fresh, and a lot of it is local, either from your own garden, or from your field, or another person's field. But everything is local. Yes, how cool. I wanted to ask, how did you learn how to weave? Who taught you? I learned how to weave through my family, my uncles, my grandfather a little. My grandfather, more than anything, taught me a lot about the designs, what they mean, where they come from. These stories have been passed down through generations. Every design, what we call grecas, those geometric shapes, or what has to do with the cosmos, or the fauna, as well as the environment. These have a lot of meaning for us. This is the knowledge and wisdom that is being inherited from our ancestors. Like the location of the stars, the value that we give to spirituality, the respect toward the animals, also the glyphs that represent our community or the family. A la fauna, por ejemplo, el respeto a los animales 
y los glifos que vemos en representación hacia la comunidad o hacia la familia, todo eso se All of this is real beautiful to me and very important to me to keep conserving. But we can also transmit this to people. When people come and visit, they can see how we, how we weave. This is a slow process that has to be done by hand. We don't have a pattern we use to guide us. When we learn how to weave, it is as kids from 10 to 12 years old and it is all stored in your mind. As you grow, you keep listening. You have to be very careful when weaving the string and making the knots so that the shape you're trying to make comes out perfectly. Y bueno, tienes que poner mucho cuidado en hacer los cambios de los hilos, los amarres, para que la figura salga perfecta. A lot of people that we learn from who are older women of 70 to 80 years speak to us about how they learned and they show us drawings their grandparents made that they keep stored. But something very important to us is that we learn the pre-Hispanic designs first. Nowadays, we can make our own designs or designs that we see in a book or on an image we see in the street. In the past, this weaving was all for use like clothing, like skirts, jackets, even horongos, as we call them, and blankets. But now we do more for decoration or art. For us, this just encourages us to keep evolving our designs and make more modern ones apart from the ones you already learned. We are still learning. We are learning all the time because we want to outdo ourselves. We also want to do what people want. If you want a bigger size, certain colors or designs, we can do that for them. This is always our challenge, that we maybe have never done certain image, but I can do it. For example, a specific color you have never worked with, you have to see what other colors go well with it and what designs to use. So we want to keep practicing and keep growing as artisans, as artists, as women that work on weaving. And how much time did it take you to say, I can do this? Because I can imagine that at first try it was a bit difficult. At least it looks like it would be something difficult. Es difícil, claro que sí, este, a simple vista, pues este, dices, ah, ha de ser muy fácil, pero... It is difficult. At first glance, it might appear simple to make, but I think that is all of life. When I first started weaving, when I was 12, I was taught how to make the grecas of Mitla, which are the shapes you see on the archaeological sites in the city of Mitla, very close to Teotitlan. It took me about two weeks to learn how to make the pattern. I repeated it for at least a year. But learning how to do this type of a design with staircases and curves is one of the ways of learning. Once I learned how to make this shape, all the others seemed easy in comparison. The Grecas are the guide. Once you learn that, you go on 
to next one. But through the years, we are always seeing new designs. For example, now we have worked with designers who have admired our work and quality. They have told us that they can make drawings and we can practice a design on a rug. It is very different to draw something on a piece of paper than it is to create this design using a string. We work using horizontal or vertical strings, so it is much more difficult to make curves or circles with these strings that only go one direction. I can only imagine, what was what led you to create the Nueva Vida Cooperative? What was the necessity that you saw in your community that led you to want to start this group? Well, 25 years ago, life for women in my community was pretty tough, a place of tradition and customs. It is a bit radical too, but there are traditionalists. Education was only allowed for young men, us as young ladies could not have education except for two or three years. Our grandmothers never went to school. My mother's generation was able to go for one year, but in my generation, only two to three years were allowed because it was normal for a girl to get married at 12 or 13 and start having kids. I would see the situation, how I was not allowed to study. I wanted to study nursing because I saw a lot of health necessities. It was a tough battle with my grandparents to convince them to let me finish primary school. But thanks to my mother's support, I was able to finish elementary school. At that time, I remember seeing a lot of domestic violence, a lot of violence towards women. I could hear my next-door neighbor being beaten, and her screams could be heard all the way to my house. Women would speak amongst themselves about their problems. A lot of single mothers could not send their children to school because of buying school supplies for their children was too expensive. All of these necessities were spoken amongst us women, and that's why we decided to create this group, to learn, get new jobs, organize ourselves, and be a part of something bigger than us, to help us grow as women, but also as a business and start generating income. En común los platicamos con otras mujeres, por eso es que decidimos hacer este grupo para aprender, hacer nuevos trabajos, organizadas y poder superarnos, aprender algo para nosotras las mujeres, pero también eh, aprender y hacer nuevos negocios, nuevos este conocimientos que nos ayudaran a generar un ingreso económico. We learned how to make cookies, scented candles, sew clothes, 
all this we would go and sell at the market. This is how we started making our own income. Once together, we started buying everything in bulk, the chicken, the fabric. It was more economic to buy together and sell together. This, is, this way we could support women who were in the same situation. Single mothers with no resources were now able to buy their children uniforms for school. We wanted to improve ourselves. We wanted our children to be educated. Our older women had never gotten a medical exam. They were now able to if they had a headache or pain in their legs, rheumatism or diabetes, which there's a lot of. They needed a treatment, knowledge to take care of themselves. We would just hold it in and deal with the pain. So thanks to our efforts of organizing ourselves, we have our own space in which we can have workshops for women. These varies from themes such as health, gender, equality, women's rights, and a lot about medical help. Medical help is very popular in our community. We practice massages, plant baths, but more importantly, we give time to ourselves as women because we're normally working incessantly in the fields or at home. Being in a collective has allowed us to have time for ourselves, whether that be being able to speak to a psychologist or speaking about our health problems or education. When we are together, we speak a lot about things that worry us, but also about our upcoming projects, our goals, our dreams, what we want. This group has been very important to a lot of people. We have had many obstacles since we started 25 years ago. We were criticized for being the first group of women to join in this way, and this caused disagreements between people. But our necessities have been stronger than these adversities and these things that people have said that at times was hurtful, have made us cry, have offended us. But our necessity is bigger, and that's why we're here, moving onward and sticking together. Entonces este grupo la verdad ha sido muy importante. Hemos tenido muchos obstáculos porque son 25 años cuando nosotras empezamos, pues nos criticaron mucho, ¿verdad? Porque pues como le digo, no existía ningún grupo de mujeres, fuimos el primer grupo de mujeres en la comunidad y esto causó pues a, a un poco de desacuerdo por parte de algunas personas. Pero hemos salido adelante. Ha sido más fuerte nuestra necesidad que hemos hecho a un lado todos esos comentarios que, que pues a veces nos han hecho eh, llorar, nos han lastimado, nos han ofendido. Pero pues la verdad, la necesidad de nosotras ha sido más grande y bueno, por eso estamos aquí, ¿no? Wow. Siguiendo adelante, trabajando juntas. I thank you so much for your bravery because I think there are a lot of women who need this. That point about education is so important because sometimes we just need to be made aware of things. Having those economic resources does provide some happiness because they are necessary to survive. In, in what ways can people listening now show support for the Vida Nueva Cooperative? Is there a website or where could they purchase your products? Right now, we're still trying to incorporate the business into the social medias. It used to be very difficult because people had to visit our community in order to know of our work to be able to purchase our products. Now, we have a page. If you search Vida Nueva, our information will show up. You can also purchase products through here. Vida Nueva. 
y ya este, ahí aparece eh, la información de nosotras. También ya estamos tratando de vender por, por medio de internet, pues por los dos años anteriores de, de la pandemia, ahora sí que este... This is something we started because of the pandemic, because people can't really travel. We had to have an alternative way to sell, and that is using the modern forms of communication. We're now trying to show our work through the internet and sell the artisan works that we made. Wow, how great. I wanted to ask what the process is of making a product, from the string to finally having the finished product. What's that process like? To make a product is at least 10 steps. We buy the wool from other communities that are nearby our communities. There are other areas in Oaxaca that have the churro sheep, which is a type of sheep that are smaller than normal ones. Once we have the wool, we need to wash it. We wash it in the river if it has water. If not, we wash it at home using a basket made of bamboo shoots that we use to rub the wool against to release any soil that is on it. After washing it, we dry it and then comb it. We use cartas to comb the wool. These are also made by artisans using wood and metal Bristles. Then we have to spin the wool to make the thread. After that, we prepare the dyes. The dyes are all made from the local things. These are all natural and organic, like nuts, pomegranate, cempasuchi flower, Brazil wood, cochineal, indigo plant, black sapa, and well, an infinite number of flowers and roots that we have in the community that is then fermented. Some are fermented for one day, 24 hours, while others you have to crush and use instantly. Everything has to be boiled in the water, and once boiling, we place the damp string in to absorb the dye for about 15-20 minutes. The string is then laid out to dry, and we decide what designs will be made from it, what colors we are using, what colors we are, what colors we are going to use. There are some rugs that use only two colors, some use seven colors. It's all up to the individual woman. Decidir qué diseño vamos a hacer, qué colores vamos a utilizar. Hay algunos tapetes que nosotras solo le ponemos dos colores, tres colores. Algunos pueden llevar siete colores. Depende del gusto de cada mujer. Porque cada mujer tiene... Every woman has a loom in their house. And every woman has their own unique style. Every woman is free to choose her colors and designs or the size that she is able to work on. Women often show their emotions on their rugs, a lot of personal and intimate expressions. That's why these rugs are so unique. En cada tapete, mucha mujer muestra mucho de sus emociones, de sus sentimientos, de su ánimo, muchas expresiones personales. Por eso es que cada tapete es único. Yes, that's great. Well, I think that is the end of our interview. I wanted to thank you for your bravery, for your wisdom, and for your presence here in College Station. I think many people are going to learn a lot from you. 
Oh no, thank you. I am very glad to have this opportunity to come here and show the work that we do in our community. They are not just designs. They are part of pre-Hispanic cultural history. It is also what a lot of us women feel when making a product. Thank you. Of course. All right, and now we will be listening to a couple words from Will Brown, who is the professor that was in charge of uh, getting Pastora here to College Station. When you hear her story, you've got a chance to talk to her. She's an they're amazing group of individuals, amazing group of women that, that and you know, and and the, the striving for independence, the the just the long struggle and the and the continued. Um, effort to uh, achieve independence for themselves, for their communities, and to work toward health um, is really inspiring when you hear sort of where they came from and what they've been able to do over time. And so that certainly is one of the elements of resilience and continued fortitude uh, are just wonderful examples that they do, um, besides the beautiful craftsmanship. All right, you guys, that is the end of our show. Once again, thank you so much to the Bush School of Public Service and Government and to uh, Will Brown and Morgan Dotson for allowing us to have this conversation with Pastora. And I hope you all um, learned something new from it. So thank you so much for listening, and I hope you tune in next week. <laughs>